the world of finance is vast and beautiful everyone has their own ideals their own philosophy one such philosophy is islamic finance you're probably wondering why we are delving into a religious thing because religious groups are delving into financial matters especially in indonesia hi this is revolution read on a daily podcast where we break down one story from the world of business and finance here's your story for today Indonesia's National Ulema Council feels crypto trading should not be permissible. It flouts the rule of no speculation that Islamic finance promotes. But why do Indonesia's National Ulema Council's feelings matter? Because it is the top organization of Muslim religious scholars in Indonesia. It decides all matters related to Islamic law in the country. In the last 2 years, cryptocurrencies have gained immense popularity all over the world. And why not? who wouldn't want to take part in a get rich quick scheme cryptocurrencies have given us a lot of rags to riches stories the technology looks very promising but the growing number of coins combined with the wild price swings makes it very very risky so why have these scholars decided crypto is bad to understand that let's first understand what islamic finance is islamic finance has special rules about how financial matters should be conducted it's ethics plus economics in a way it bans some financial practices that are considered haram like charging or paying interest the logic money should be earned via hard work and effort quote and quote money is viewed as a measuring tool for value and not as an asset consequently a person should not be able to receive income from money alone now you may be wondering if you don't give interest to lenders why would they lend in the first place because the lenders get a share of profits from investments that the bank makes sort of like mutual funds borrowers aren't charged interest either they just have to share a part of profits if the borrowers don't make money neither does the bank or its customers islamic finance also prohibits investments in speculative assets or assets that carry high risk so trading derivatives and short selling are out of the equation and this is where the anti crypto sentiment of indonesia's national ulema council also comes in and understandably so crypto is actually risky and volatile the council says that if a crypto shows clear benefits then it can be traded while we are yet to find this crypto we hope something like this soon comes into existence but what does this rule mean for muslims do they have to sell their crypto no not really the rule isn't binding and indonesia still allows crypto trading It is even planning to set up a crypto focused exchange by the end of this year. The rule could prevent over 1.8 billion Muslims worldwide from participating in the 3 trillion dollar crypto market on religious grounds. For the curious ones thinking, what are then the avenues of investments available to Muslims? Well, most investment avenues are open. Though investing in companies that sell haram, that is non permissible products like alcohol is not allowed. Then there are sharia compliant bonds. These bonds aren't traditional debt instruments called sukuk they are tied to an asset for example if company a wants to raise money to buy machinery it can give investors a bond certificate in exchange for money so far so good now instead of interest investors get partial ownership of the machinery that the company a buys if the machinery increases profits for the company then all the investors get a share of that Now as blockchain tech matures 
this is a use case crypto fraternity could in fact make possible interesting no that's your story for today make sure to subscribe to this podcast and not miss out on your daily story from the world of business and finance thanks for listening in until next time read on mm-hmm.